Hello, I'm Ben Eagle, a podcaster, journalist, and rural communications consultant, and welcome to Rural Business Focus. This is the podcast for rural businesses and those looking to start a business in the countryside. Episodes are released each Tuesday to inspire and support you to be your very best, both personally and for your business. Please subscribe to the show wherever you're listening, and if you think this episode will help someone you know, forward it on to them. It's the only way the show grows, by you sharing it. So thank you for that. But now. Let's start today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of Rural Business Focus. Today, uh, we're talking about how we all present ourselves online. Um, so that could be your website, um, it could be your social media, or it just could be how you communicate online. And I'm asking our guest today to give us some of her top tips for how to have a better online presence. Yes, I am joined by Millie Fife. Um, who is an award-winning marketing PR, events and fundraising specialist. Uh, She provides digital marketing support to food and farming businesses, helping them to reach out and connect with more of a targeted audience um, and their customer base. She contributes to several publications, including the Daventry Express, Rugby Advertiser and BBC Radio Northampton. You'll note she's Northamptonshire, Northamptonshire (laughs) based. Uh, she's a member of the Guild of Agricultural Journalists and Social Media Managers Hub. She runs a food blog um, called No Fuss Meals for Busy Parents and produces, and please do head over and uh, and subscribe to this one, the Countryside Kitchen Meats podcast, um, in which she interviews farmers and food producers. Thank you so much for coming on, Millie. Welcome to the show. How's your week been? Oh, thank you, Ben. It's been fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, it's... um. It's the last week of the summer holidays for the children, yes. so it's it's a bit of a juggle um, with being, you know, mum of two, farmer's wife, running my own business. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's going well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's one of the things that this is the first time we've actually met, but it's, it's one yeah. of the things I've, I've taken away from everything you do. You are, I mean, you are one of those very very busy people who has lots of hats, aren't you? So can can you just take us through some of those some of those? Hats? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So as you said in your introduction, I'm a digital marketing expert, and I provide food and farming farming businesses with um, marketing support, whether that be social media management, media relations. Um, I'm a mum of two. I'm a farmer's wife. Um, we have beef suckler cows. We have sheep. We have a few pigs and some arable crop as well. Nice. Um, so I support my husband in that. So very much at the grassroots as well. Um, and basically, I built up my career within agriculture, holding various positions. Mm. Um, so I've been involved with RABI, the farming charity. Yep. I was chief executive of the Shorthorn Society and also as chairman for the National Federation of Young Farmers Clubs. So yeah. Um, yeah, so I've held various positions and obviously now running my own PR and marketing business. So helping support various farm businesses around the country and internationally, actually, I had a Canadian um, business that I was supporting called Emerging Ag um, oh, wow. with World with World Milk Day um, earlier this year. So, oh, yeah, so yeah, absolutely. So it's um, it has been, you know, I've, I've obviously got a lot of strings to my bow. 
um, and I've learned a lot along the way. So uh, um, it sort of really helped to sort of strengthen the work that I do on behalf of my clients, but also the campaign that I work that, that I do on my own um, on behalf of the industry. Um, I'm an ambassador for um, the Farm Safety Foundation and I love British Food Fortnight. So um, and that ties in quite nicely with my food blog and my podcast as well. And obviously, that's where I am able to kind of reach out to my connections yep. and get them on my podcast, yep. uh, shine a light on interesting businesses, farm diversifications and basically hammer home the sort of back British, buy British, love local, shop local, know yeah. what you eat, all of that traceability. That's exactly what I'm about and trying to help sort of get people to understand a little bit more about how food is produced in this country and what you can do with it to produce tasty meals for the family. So it's, um, yeah, I absolutely love doing what I do. Um, ask a busy person to get a job done. <laughs> <laughs> so true um, so so when it comes to uh managing your clients online presence um yeah. tell us about some of the work that, that you've done um done with them yeah sure so no two days are ever the same um and generally I've got a lot of tabs open on my laptop or in my head there's definitely <laughs> lots of things going on and I think as well with having a niche of food and farming is that actually there's a lot of things that can transfer between clients not to say that I'm you know copying things but actually you know with certain campaigns like the farmer's guardian farm 24 a lot of my clients in different guises can support that campaign so I'm like you know planning um content calendars really so very much social media content management so planning it creating it writing it scheduling it doing hashtag research competitor monitoring supporting campaigns and events and also looking at the like the analytics and the reporting behind the scenes because it's all very well posting online but actually looking at benchmarking and going right how do we do this month what do we need to do better um and looking at you know time of day of posting um and you know a a balancing act of video blogging um static posts all different you know whether it's a story or an Instagram reel and all of the different content just seeing where it where it kind of reaches your audience and and positioning that business being on brand being on message um and so for me that's that's really important but also you know writing blogs for websites as well because um you know I think that's really important is Mm. sort of then long form writing um because obviously there's only so much you can put on social media so then by writing a a blog on a website you can then use the url um of that web content to post on social media so then you're always directing your audience to your website so then they can find out more information about whatever product it is that you're selling or you're trying to promote so i'm doing that and then working with the media whether that be local media agricultural media or or more sort of mainstream me- media talking to journalists trying to pitch stories to them working out what the heart of the story is where it matters creating that hook that pull what what do people want to know about um yep. organizing interviews things like that um just creating the the interest really and and then obviously the briefing sheets and sometimes i will go with a client um either to an interview or you know for example I do quite a lot with um our local BBC radio station and often I will set up various interviews and I'll just go along because different 
clients have different levels of experience and, and sometimes they just need that little bit of extra confidence whereas others you know I can just brief the journalist give them a bit of a fact sheet of who they're interviewing what are the key important facts and then you know um just ensure that they get the best that they possibly can um and then other things like managing projects and um and events on behalf of clients so a few weeks ago I was um with a client organizing um a film crew um, a videographer team um to gather content for a promotional video so I was um setting up the interviews choosing the location we're trying to get some drone shots as well and then all the b-roll that sort of goes with that video and so ultimately then um they're now going away and putting all that video together and that will be used mainly for social media but also online as well on web as well so yeah so it's there's no two days are ever the same and I suppose a lot of what I offer is probably what the equivalent of what a whole marketing team would in a certain business but obviously I I work with um you know all sorts of businesses from very very small to very very large and like I said before internationally as well and um you know that there's there is something out there for everyone in terms of you know what what can be achieved in marketing um it's really interesting and you know some people talk to me and say oh I can't can't afford to pay someone to do my marketing but there's lots of little nuggets I think within this podcast and obviously you know follow me on social media for more tips and advice and things um because it's something I'm really passionate about and there's only so many hours in the day that I can commit and uh, and and things (laughs) like that but but it but but I'd like to share everything that I know and help other people where I can yeah just thinking with listeners to this episode uh in mind uh what is your what's your advice first of all on how far ahead should be you be planning your content so are we talking uh weeks months multiple months <laughs> um i would always put a content calendar together and actually look at the, the next 12 months and think right what are the important dates in a calendar you might be going to agricultural shows you might be um looking at events later in the year it could be simple as somebody's birthday um or it could be for example a food business the different seasons of the year different things are in season so sort of looking ahead and just just you know even if it's just just considering them and then thinking right well around that time of year I'm going to want to do a promotion around whatever whatever it is whether you know oh it's it's game week or it's uh you know bread week or whatever it is and 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 sort of just creating that content because it's better to actually try and plan in advance because otherwise it's a last minute scrabble and it looks really messy. And, you know, um, I think, you know, sometimes, yeah, people put social media and marketing as the last thing. And actually by thinking ahead and scheduling, I mean, I use a paid scheduler to manage a lot of my content. Um, Obviously some of the social media sites, uh, do you have um, an element of being able to schedule? But I'm on quite a lot of the different platforms, so it it, it bodes well to be able to use a paid scheduler um, to get it all there. And I mean, I generally work a month or two in advance because I think sometimes if you plan too much in advance or schedule it too much in advance, you almost forget what you've scheduled. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you actually just you know just just have it in your mind right this month or 
in a lot of my clients, again, it's sort of what's happening in the farming calendar at the moment. Obviously, most people have just been combining um, they're just starting to look at cultivation work. It's looking at, you know, the countryside stewardship or that regen ag kind of message and thinking, right, what's happening? What what's out in the fields? What's the wildlife? What, you know, just sort of creating that narrative um, around that, because, again, if you try and although you can try and plan so far in advance, it's probably not as good an idea to schedule it because, like I say, things can happen and all of a sudden you're like oh my goodness you know you need to go and delete something yeah. or you know um and yeah so it, it it's kind of it's good to be organized but the same sense you've always got a sense check everything and think is that still relevant okay let's dive straight in at the deep end mm-hmm. what is your what is the top of your list for improving your online presence big question <laughs> be consistent okay. be consistent on social media um, whether or not that's posting on one platform, but time and time again, people put their business. So it's your online window, it's your online shop. It's your, you know, it is becoming so, so important to have that presence and to be consistent because if people are wanting to find out more about you or what you do, what you offer, if you haven't posted for two or three months, then they might think, you're not open anymore or you know you're not you're not trading or you know what's gone on or you're not open anymore um and so just having having that online presence um two or three times a week and social media is becoming more of a search engine especially instagram and youtube rather than the likes of you know google or what have you a lot of especially um you know younger i'm saying god you know i'm i'm <laughs> thinking now i'm well i'm no longer a young farmer anymore but um it is it is you know it, people are searching on social media to find things and so having those keywords social media the way that it works the more you post the more you become visible because often you'll follow lots of people but you don't always see their information and that's just how the algorithm works and if you carry on posting regularly people will start to see your information more and you'll start to pop up as like suggested followers or you know and things Uh, like that that's how that works is it yeah so if so if you're quite proactive it will you know it will start to build up a picture of the types of things that you talk about and also the people that you are trying to reach it will start to show up in their newsfeed, depending on how you position yourself. And things like hashtags are really, really important. Um, so on Instagram, for example, sometimes people will look and think, gosh, they've got a massive chunk of, of hashtags. You can use up to 30 hashtags on Instagram. You don't have to, um, but actually Instagram's a really interesting one and you can follow a hashtag in your newsfeed as well. Um, so perhaps some of the niche ones if you follow something general like farming your whole news feed would be absolutely chock full but i follow um she who dares farms and that's quite a good one for following like women in ag um and you know you just get a gentle kind of feed of women in ag that are doing amazing things it's being consistent and thinking about the three p's so thinking about promoting so who are you and what do you do position yourself to show people why you are the best um sort of basically endorse your credibility um why people should follow you why people should buy from you by why people should work with you depending on if you're a product or a service um but also provide value because people want to 
follow you for a reason and it helps your audience um you, you should be helping your audience to either like sharing top tips or um how to it might be giveaways it could be you know if you if you're a butchers for example you want to be showing what's in season what's a yep. good cut um how to prepare that or you know if you're a um a clothing brand you'll be sort of putting mix and match outfit suggestions mm-hmm. and things and posting all or new colors that are in season and what have you just because people aren't going to follow you just because unless you're an absolutely amazing brand you know some of the international brands that everyone knows as soon as they see their logo you've got to give people a reason to follow you and obviously you've probably got a, a following with people that you know you know your friends and what have you but actually if you're trying to reach out to a wider audience and make those connections you need to give people a reason to follow you and by giving that value I mean it takes a bit of work websites let's head over to there now so having a website is and it's it's yeah I mean everyone everyone's told this but it it is absolutely critical for having a business what Mm. what are your tips for building a website if a business is starting out or perhaps if it doesn't already have one biggest tip do not go cheap yeah the amount of times that i have um been working with a client and they said oh we we set up this free website and you go on and it's got no functionality whatsoever and it's so clunky it doesn't it's not fit for purpose and i spend hours and hours trying to sort it out and actually working with a web developer to actually create a half decent website it only has to be four or five pages you know mm-hmm. with a a landing page and about us uh products or services that you offer and then a contact us page and make it really clear and easy for people to navigate as well and people are not very good at getting their own photos and a big top tip is to work with a photographer now there are lots of photographers out there and they're sort of very much spanning on different budgets but there are lots of people that are trying to make it and will often do um bits for their portfolio or i mean if you have got a decent smartphone then that's good enough quality. But it's being mindful of setting up the shots and getting decent images that really translate onto web. But do not just search Google, right-click, save, and upload them to your website because you'll have huge copyright issues one day. It's so much better to get your own images work with a photographer and also through the guild of ag journalists there are lots of journal uh, lots of um photographers that yeah, have completely. photo libraries that you know for for a pound a, you know a few pounds d- depending on what image it is you're looking for um but just working with guys um and gals that basically um can help translate what you do online also buy your own domain as well protect your own business integrity but try not to buy anything that is too long as well, because when someone's typing in www.blah, blah, 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 if it's, you know, High Street Butchers, Whitney Oxfordshire, mm. I, I, I don't know, mm. um, what have you, it it's not going to be memorable. So it's trying to be mindful of what what is your business? What's it about? Um, but making sure it's pretty short and catchy um so that obviously then when you're printing that on your marketing material or what have you it's not going to like be absolutely ginormous yeah, that's a good and, little tip and one of the things i mean there are so many grants out there i actually got a grant from the southeast midlands local enterprise partnership semlep 
um, to actually pay for my website development. So, yeah, it was all part of the COVID recovery and resilience fund um and basically i put in put in an application um for a thousand pounds and that paid for my website to be basically um upgraded to something very functional Mm. and does exactly what i need it to do i mean obviously if you're doing very much online trading um you really need to invest in that because you also need a lot of security behind the scenes yeah, it is. It's worth having a look out there at the grants that are available in your local area because there is money out there, um, especially for small businesses, startups, um, various funds, and um, it's it's worth worth having a look. What about if you already have a website, um, but you're looking either you're looking to improve it or perhaps you haven't updated it for ages what would your tips be to those businesses <laughs> how to update it regularly um, <laughs> when I was thinking about these things I thought, yeah no you, you, you need to be updating it regularly um by that I mean you know if it's got a blog a blog function on it even if it's once a month just write a little bit about you know what new products you've got if you've got a new service um it could be um a campaign that you supported it could be a charity event that you've been involved with whatever it is it's really good to be able to write about that and again that links to social media you can actually have your social media feed embedded within your website that's an easy way again that it looks like things are always being refreshed because when you're posting on social media that happens um but keep it clean and simple and easy to navigate if it's all cluttered and there's too many like options where people need to go, then often people get frustrated and think, oh, I'll go somewhere else or, you know, I, I just don't bother. I mean, a lot more people look on their phone. Um, I can't remember what the split is, but it's something like 80% of people use their mobile phone to connect to the internet rather mm-hmm. than on a desktop. Um, so ensuring that your um, website is both desktop and iPad and phone compatible because obviously the different sizes and the images see shrink down as well so you want to be as professional as possible um in that respect but yeah just updating it regularly so again people realize that you're open for business and that they know how they can get hold of you easily yeah that links quite nicely into our next subject actually Mm -hmm. which is seo search engine optimization um and and i've realized yeah, that, that this isn't your complete specialism but i no. thought it'd be a good um i thought it'd be a good opportunity a good sort of point in because we're still quite early on in the podcast to, to sort of introduce this i just mm. wonder if in basic terms you could tell us sort of what this is and, and why it's important yeah so search and engine optimization is basically using keywords and hashtags um within um either your blog um in your news story whatever it is on your website it's help helping you to rank higher up on google for example or on youtube basically helping people to find you easier um so if someone wants to find um I don't know, a, a hairdressers or a, a, a whatever it is, um, 
butchers or yes, i keep so. going back to butchers to say, we've got butch, it on my mind butchers are doing well as examples <laughs> they tonight. are yeah yeah but <laughs> it, or you know agricultural contractor or um you know cattle trip foot trimmer or whatever it is using those words um you know people will often just search and also using the location tags as well things okay. like that people will help that will really help people to find you let's move on to social media um mm. And I know you've got lots of views on this. <laughs> so, and I, yeah, and it's also a subject that um, we will be returning to again and again on the podcast. But, Millie, from, from your point of view, what are your tips for, I suppose, improving your various social media accounts? Um, mm. So, with this, could we could be talking about Facebook here, we could be talking about Instagram. Over to you. So, do what you're comfortable with. Um, because uh, again, there are so many platforms out there and it can be quite overwhelming. Um, but also bear in mind, the demographic of who you are trying to reach and what platform they are likely to be using. So, you know, young farmers 16 to 24 will probably be on TikTok, Snapchat, maybe Instagram. Yeah. But it might not be something that's within your comfort zone. But if you are selling branded T-shirts or something that that age group are into, that's where you need to be hanging out. Mm. Um, But... I think most people are probably most comfortable with Facebook hanging out in some of the groups. There are lots of groups, British farming forum type groups, back British farm, you know, all of those types of groups. Um, I hang out in quite a few sort of social media um, groups as well for social media managers, just to sort of keep on top of all the regular updates that are happening on social media, because it it develops so quickly um, that that's sort of, part of what I'm about really is kind of knowing what's coming up or knowing how you can kind of utilize the new functions that are happening on on the various platforms um but again look at your bio on your social media platforms I mean Facebook pages um rather than your actual individual profiles if you've got a business you should have your own Facebook page um it shouldn't all be coming from you as a person because as you as a person people have to be your friend whereas anyone can like a page um and again if you've got a twitter handle um or an instagram account um it's just looking at how you describe yourself um because that again is how people find you and you need to be telling them what it is that you do or you offer and how they can buy from you how they can subscribe how they can follow and things like that um but also don't get bogged down on the numbers. Some people say mm. to me, Millie, I want 10,000 followers. I want 100,000 followers. I want to be, you know, it's always quality over yep. quantity. Because actually, if you've got a warm audience that is really understands what you do, what you're about, and you've only got, 100, you know, 100, 200,000, whatever it is, if they really know what you do, they're going to be your cheerleaders. They're going to be the ones that are shouting about you. Whereas you know, some of the some accounts, you know, buy followers, um, you know, and that still is a thing. But then you're just talking to nobody, yeah, you know, completely. and and actually you have to be careful what you wish for, because when you have a lot of followers, you have a lot of comments, you have a lot of direct messages, you have, you know, and you have you always should respond to comments. If people are asking you questions on your on your page or what have you, or your direct messages, respond to them if it's a business inquiry. I mean, obviously you get within agriculture, we do have uh, an element of, you know, we do get trolled sometimes depending on what we're 
talking about and you know I try to sort of mitigate against that um and just you know promote the facts but actually you don't want to get into arguments and spats of people online you just mm. sort of almost you're wasting you're basically fighting against keyboard warriors sometimes so it's just better off actually just to kind of put your differences aside and actually just sort of focus on what's important to you yeah. um but yeah it's um you don't need to be on all of the platforms but just think about where your audience is hanging out and where you feel like your time is best spent and and sometimes it's just having a go dipping your toe in the water and seeing seeing what happens because sometimes people think yeah twitter is where i need to be and then they go on linkedin or i don't know wherever and and they see great results and that's why it's also important to kind of keep always benchmarking and looking at those analytics and thinking, yeah, I am, you know, my following is growing or I'm getting good impressions, I'm getting good reach. And I mean, you know, I'm hoping this isn't too much in the way of jargon in what I'm talking, but this is my language and this is this is what I'm about. And yeah. to me, it's really, really important. And it's the way that marketing is going. Digital marketing is, is you know, you can reach and, in, you know, a global audience in one tweet you know or one post on on an instagram you know when people say oh you go viral um yeah you can but it's very it's very hard to you know there's no rhyme or reason why someone can go viral yeah. but you just hit a trend or, yeah. or you have a you know a silly video whatever it is but it's also um, it's, it's how you keep up the, that momentum isn't it it's, it's yeah. what, what that longer term trend is um, you've already mentioned consistency um, mm. and you've also mentioned, I suppose, responding um, mm. to comments, responding to people. But what's your advice in terms of regularity? How regularly should you be both posting, but also engaging with your audience? Yeah. So like I said before, um, it is really important to respond to messages, uh, whether that be comments, or whether that be direct messages, pretty quick because we live in such a digital age that people want a response pretty pretty fast but actually you know try and follow people that you like as well or that you want to align yourself with and you know follow people that you like um, <laughs> um don't don't follow people that you know are going to depress you or you know you want to you want to kind of be you know find find your tribe as it were um and just know comment on other people's things because i think it, it's it's reciprocal it's something that social media after mm. all and it's like oh you know if someone's posted a you know a win or a, you know something triumphant that they've achieved or something it's like yeah giving them a virtual high five when you've got some news to share again um if they comment on yours and i mean that also helps believe it or not with, with the algorithm it gets you more noticed and you know the more people that come having a conversation online with you about what you've been up to or sharing your post as well because again if someone shares your post on you know into stories on on instagram or on facebook it's obviously then going out to an even wider audience. Yeah. So again, you're getting that brand awareness and that brand exposure. Try and post a couple of times a week if you can, but try not to make it too onerous. Okay. What about reaching out to bloggers, podcasters, um, trying to improve your online presence that way? Yeah, so I think it's a nice thing to do. It's like what we've done today, yeah, isn't exactly. it? <laughs> it's, it's, I, mean, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm a massive, a massive, massive fan of podcasts, but mm. it's um, just as a way of engaging with people. But it does, mm. it, it really, for me, it generates really meaningful connection. 
Yeah. Um, there's there's something about and and through a guest blog as well. Yeah. There's something yeah. about having that extra platform that enables yeah. you to put your voice voice across in the way that you want to put it across. Yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 shared by other people on their platforms too. Mm-hmm. You know, collaborations you see all the time. Um, you see it on social media with some brands. You know, working together like a seed company might then work with a compost manufacturer or mm-hmm. a dress manufacturer. Good examples. Might, uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I like a dress, these. A, you know, a dress manufacturer might work with someone who produces boots and shoes because they only, you know, and then they can do. Um, you know, uh, a catwalk or, you know, what's in season, but also a really interesting one that happened. It must've been about a year ago on social media, but Weetabix and Heinz baked beans kind of, of of, yeah. And Mm. and so, and that went absolutely ballistic online. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's a really, really random one, but got so much traction. It's it's just sort of working out who you want to align yourself with really. And uh, looking at the opportunities for mutual benefit and, you know, just being proactive and, asking people uh you know they can only say no and yeah. it's like i i'm always looking for guests i'm sure you are too ben oh, you yes. know and it's just <laughs> it's just like i i love having guests on my podcast i love interviewing them and it's you know it'd be nice if i had a lot more people knocking on my door rather than oh do you think you'd like to come on you know because yeah. it is a you know professional way of promoting your business and showcasing you know exactly what it is to sort of just do a little bit of research and reach out to people that you feel that you'd like to work with because you never know what might happen good things could happen yeah so actually that is the perfect point listeners just to say that if any of you would like to come on either (laughs) millie's podcast or any of my podcasts please do just get in touch because we'd be really grateful Mm, absolutely (laughs) and we'd love love to speak to you yeah Um, Oh my goodness, Billy, you've given us so much over this episode. But I mean, any have you got any other tips um for improving online presence? Yeah. Um one of the other things I wrote down on my long list <laughs> as I was sort of preparing and thinking, what should I talk to Ben about on this? And make it make it a good listen and sort of have lots of take-home points. Um reach out to your local media, whether that be your local newspaper, mm. local radio station, even if it's your village newsletter, because often they are crying out for yep. general news stories. Um, I mean, that's how I ended up writing. I do a monthly column in two local newspapers and I then repurpose the content for my village newsletter magazine now. Um, yep. And then I then repurpose it again and use it on my food <laughs> blog. So it's actually worth the energy because I can kind of use it in three or four different yeah, yeah. places. So it's quite quite relevant. But again, you know, once it's out there in print, it's sharing, you know, your business. Um, I mean, obviously a lot of the, a lot of the, um, publications are looking for advertising as well um, so you know there's something in it for them if you've then got something that you can actually spend money with them mm. because again you know they've got tight budgets in there where there's less and less people who are now running the newspapers and magazines because a lot of it more is online but other things I always you know I think it's good to support charities and good causes and think about within your business do you have corporate social responsibility what are the things that you could do you know even if it's sort of for boosting staff morale or um charity challenges and things and like i said before i've done quite a lot with the farm safety foundation i'm also supporter of farm community network and i've done things with them over the years and you know again they are farming charities um that are reaching out and supporting farmers in various different ways and for me 
it's something that I enjoy doing because I'm sharing their, you know, what, what they're trying to achieve. And equally, they've got their own um, promotional arm as well. So that, you know, if you, if you do something or, or donate some time or whatever it is, you know, you might end up in one of their newsletters or invited to a nice event or, you know, and you never know who you're going to meet. Mm. And so it's all part of that, that kind of networking, supporting um, good causes. And I mean, one of my life mottos is dare to be different. Um, be like bold it. and dare, yeah, dare to be different. I don't like to follow the crowd. I like to do things so slightly different. Um, and I think, you know, in business, you've got to think about um, what do you want people to know about you? What do you want people to remember you by or, you know, why? And and it is, and it's why I do my podcast. That's why I do my food blog. I, I do it because I enjoy it and they're self-funded projects. But it means that I get to meet really interesting people. I mm-hmm. get to write and take photos and share what they're up to because often they don't have the time to promote themselves. But actually, you know, we can all we can all help one another. Um, and so for me, um, the next thing for me, I'm launching an ebook later in the year, which is ah, <laughs> yeah. So um, again, that's something. Um, I'm just dipping my toe in the water with that, but it's sort of bringing together all the recipe ideas um, on my blog and through yep. the podcast yep. in another media form. Um, Brilliant. I, I don't know how well it's going to go, but I, you know, until you try, you don't know. And it's something that I'm going to put out there and for every sale, a pound will go to Farm Community Network. Amazing. So it's just something, just something that I, I want to do. Um, and it just sort of spreads the word that little bit more. So yeah, and we uh, we, we always finish the show with guests. Um, I always ask you, so any sort of rural businesses or social media accounts that you would like to give a little plug to. <laughs> I'm going to be really cheeky and say, can you follow my No Fuss Meals for Busy Parents food blog? Um, yeah. Because it's, I yeah, it, it's where my kind of my love of food and farming online began um, during the height of the pandemic um, when we couldn't go anywhere. And I was on the farm with my two young boys who at the time were only three and two. And I grow a lot of vegetables. I do a lot of baking. I do a lot of cooking. And I posted stories about what we were doing and people were saying, can we share this? We want to know this recipe. We want to share this with our friends. And, you know, that's sort of how it then sort of formed. I thought, right, I better create an actual social media account, right? Because it was just on my personal pages. And from from there, it really has grown. And so that's where the meet the producer area, where it's obviously interviewing people that I know, or not not so just people that I know, but people that are doing awesome things, farm diversifications, mm. food production, um, whether it be sort of small scale or on you know international scale. It, you know, it, it, it's it's there's so much variation in this country um, in terms of what we produce and how we can make that into a tasty meal. So it's then talking about recipe ideas. And also seasonal ingredients as well. So yeah, cheeky plug, no fuss meals for busy parents, Facebook, Instagram, and www.nofussmealsforbusyparents.com. 
super Millie, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on this podcast and uh, I'm, i know that i mean i'm actually going to say listeners please go back and actually re-listen to the episode with a pen and paper um and uh, just jot down some of these some of these tips um yeah. because there's there's lots of and a lot of these are very simple things to do aren't they yeah but it's just it's just ensuring that you just get that it's a new get, mindset. Get that bedrock in, in mm. yeah, everything, all those mm. bits in place. It's a new mindset, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to follow me, I'm, you know, I'm at millie5.com, um, at millie5marketing and PR on social media. So Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. I'm everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> As you would expect. Um, <laughs> absolutely. But, but again, I'm, you know, I'm always learning too. So yeah. uh, we all are. Mm. We definitely all are. I think yeah. that's a good point to leave it on. Mm. Thank you very much for listening. Um, next time on this podcast, I will be joined by PR and social media guru Rhea Freeman um, to talk about her new book, Small and Supercharged. Um, and on our sister podcast, Meet the Farmers, this week I'm joined by co host of the Boots and Heels podcast, Yorkshire farmer Rebecca Wilson. If you can do one thing after listening to this episode, please rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening. We are a brand new podcast still. Um, so thank you for helping us get off the ground. Um, post it on your social media and tag us at Rural Business Focus. But for now, I will leave you in the way that I leave you every episode. Try to do one thing that helps you progress this week and one thing that helps someone else. Keep focused and I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.